And you're a Cree, a race of noble warriors? Heroes. Noble warrior heroes. What's up, true believers? Welcome to Hard in the Paint, where we go hard in everything that is Marvel, DC, TV, film, comics, you name it. We go hard in all those things. And if you are a fan, please hit that subscribe button on any podcast outlet. If you are on the Anchor outlet, please hit that favorite button. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get ready for this brand new episode. Let's go. What's up, True Believers? Welcome to another exciting episode of Hard in the Paint. What's up, guys? We just got done with our new segment, which Nick is leading around the throne. Man, I'm so super excited for him to um, get onto this kind of avenue. And he is a huge Game of Thrones fan. So be on the lookout for that. It's already dropping. It should already be dropping everywhere. So if you are a uh, Game of Thrones fan, Go ahead and listen to the segment. It's all on the heart and the paint. We are going to be launching so many different segments, even a video game um, segment for all those gamers out there. So again, heart of the paint is growing with all these different um, um, avenues coming into that this big massive network and all this kind of stuff and some great stuff coming up in 2019. Super excited for all this and we're weeks away from the, the new year. So we are super, super excited to launch all these new content for you guys so let's kind of get into it this is going to be the again um, finishing up the captain marvel power traits for you guys but also going into uh answering a question that one of our listeners submitted their question to on the anchor app now guys if you are new to the podcast hit the subscribe button um and uh, if you are listening on the anchor or if you've never heard of anchor it's an anchor app um, you can go to your app stores, hit, uh, search Anchor, download it, come find me at Heart of the Paint Podcast, favorite my channel, and hit that callback button. There's a callback button where you can actually record your voice and comment, you know, feedback, all that good stuff, and you can be featured on an episode. So super, super excited that you guys are using that. And we got one uh, um, awesome question from a listener that um, posted her question about Avengers number 200 which when we get to that portion of this segment of the Captain Marvel power trait one, where we're going to be talking about that at the end, you know, the, the content will get a little bit uh, sensitive. So if you are under the age of, <laughs> I don't know, like I would have to say 16 or 14, we're going to get a little bit, not explicit. We're not going to that. We're not that type of channel, but we are going to be t- talking about some sensitive topics here uh, not topics but a sensitive issue in this issue of um, avengers number 200 that are um one of our listeners um jazz um, submitted to us so we're going to be going over that much later but we're going to be breaking down just a little bit of these power traits um in just a second but before i go into that just remind you guys we got the video game awards tonight you can watch it on youtube you can watch it on their website um, all these multiple places if you go to actually the video game awards website there is a button or a feature where you can watch it in different ways or different formats um 
or avenues that you can watch the live broadcast. So be unsure to tune to that. We will be covering that um, once that we know the, what the Russo brothers will be talking about. We might be doing a podcast later that night, later tonight. If not, we're going to be hitting up in the morning with the um, um, review of the Avengers 4 trailer. So hopefully we get a title reveal on this. Um, I really love what comicbook.com is doing on their Instagram. They are putting some really, really fun games together. They're doing some Avengers bingo, um, some a bunch of a bunch of stuff saying, hey, uh, you know, what's your favorite song? And that would be adding to the Avengers. Title. All these really, really creative stuff. So I really shout out to comicbook.com for doing that. Um, but let's kind of get into it, guys, um, with this Captain Marvel um, ending the last kind of power um, uh, traits here. And we're going to go into our uh, most important segment of breaking down the Avengers number 200. Let's go. All right, so we jump right into the Captain Marvel power trait. We did kind of go over some, I believe we went over four, I believe. And we, we kind of glazed over some other ones like, you know, flight. And we're actually going to breeze over this one, the durability. She is bulletproof, um, it, especially when she goes binary. We talked about the binary function of Captain Marvel. Uh, we went, we talked about the Kree genetics of all that. But getting into more of the Kree um Genetic, she's kind of like a hybrid in that sense. We're going to be talking about her power is um, the resistance to poison and disease. And at any time, guys, you want to dig in really deep into this, there is a breakdown of power and weaknesses on Screen Rant. Screen Rant is a really amazing source for this content, going even deeper as well as comics explained on YouTube. Go subscribe to him, I talk about him all the time. Really, really good dude. Um, so as a result of her augmented Cree uh, hybrid genetics, you know, Captain Marvel's durability also extends to her resistance to disease and poison, guys. Both her and Marvel possesses a systematic antidote in their bodies to most toxins. You know, so not only is she kicking butt out of her body, but inside of her body, she's kicking butt. Not only is she kicking butt outside of her body, but inside she's kicking butt uh, with her with her system her immune system but um however the power is interesting as it plays out in the comic books as this immunity seems to have a few expectations that um, have put them both out of commission marvel's life was eventually ended by disease which i mean it does sound like i'm contradicting myself as he developed a lung cancer from breathing in a uh, um, more of like a nerve gas. So um, he was able to slow the process of the cancer with the assistance of the quantum bands given to him by Eon and um, some scientific superheroes who developed other, you know, pre uh, well, the measures for him. However, the cancer eventually ran out. We already know his story and where it kind of took him. But Carol Danvers has also shown certain diseases, um, disease and poison weaknesses in her overall immunity. She has developed a brain um, lesion, which we kind of went into some of her, of how her mind is and her state of mind with different personalities. She has developed a brain lesion, which may result from a similarity immunity weakness as Marvel's cancer. So she also once developed an alcohol poisoning after a long period of intense alcohol consumption and abuse, which um, I don't know if uh, uh, <laughs> Marvel Studios MCU will take this version of Captain Marvel, but uh, Carol, um, uh, Carol Danvers is still unaffected by most toxins that would bring down, um, you know, other heroes. Um, just like kind of how Barry Allen can't, you know, those type of toxins can't get him because his immune system is burning so super fast. So 
So that is for power trait number five for Captain Marvel. All right, guys, so on to Captain Marvel power trait number six. And this is the kind of, this is kind of funny one uh, for all my Star Wars fans and geeks out there. Um, this is the, the power, <laughs> I can just hear him now, the power of teleportation and casting illusions. Okay, we know in this, um, that we know back in the comics that Marvel had the power, you know, he had the power to teleport and have these illusions casted out here. But um, we know that if, you know, he, he possesses the ability to teleport and cast illusions, though he may have completely lost those powers in, in the full transformation into Captain Marvel, in order to defeat his arch enemy, um, Yon Rog, a godlike being named Umzo, granted Marvel and any ability he needed to win. So we kind of see, um, and I would love to have Marvel kind of. Uh, though, should I say MCU kind of take and kind of go back and maybe we'll kind of see Marvel in a, maybe a later time or or a more, maybe an origin story because there was a, the Marvel's character not Marvel not Captain Marvel but Cap uh, but uh, oh my goodness I'm kinda, I'm confusing even myself sorry not Captain Marvel but Marvel it was it was a very interesting character we see all these attributes being added and grown and equipped it over the time so just kind of going into this. The, the teleportation that he gained, however, the teleportation was incredibly straining for him. You got to think, going from all the parts of the galaxy, because we talked about his awareness or Captain Marvel's awareness. You know, because whatever Marvel, majority of what Marvel had and gained, it, it kind of transferred to Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers. So, it, however, the teleportation was incredibly straining for him. And he required a, uh, a special suit to withstand that. So we kind of see, even when she goes by, uh, Captain Marvel goes binary, Supreme Intelligent granted him his Captain Marvel suit, okay? And allowed him to keep his new strength. So I believe this is what they're trying to articulate in the movie as what we, what we see in the trailer, okay? So that's what we see. And I, I don't know if we'll be able to see this, but that would be really, really cool to get that here. However, given that Marvel has possessed these power, powers, it's, it's, it's still possible that Captain Marvel could have them under the right circumstances. That's literally um, seeing what we're going to get in the Captain Marvel trailer, or not the Captain Marvel trailer, the Captain Marvel movie, sorry. Um, is what the MC will, MCU will give us. Um, I think those kind of um, powers is, uh, I think, seeing that we, we saw that with um, the Infinity Gauntlet, that where Thanos can teleport anywhere he wants, um, we may be able to see that, or I don't know if that's really going to give it, give Captain Marvel that power yet, because if she's just, if she's just a bad mamma jamma, she just has everything, I mean, Come on, we need to have our character have some sort of power and weakness, which we're not really going over the weaknesses of Captain Marvel, but just to um, glaze through some of them is, you know, mind control, memory loss, an alcohol problem, all these kind of things here. So, um, so that is the end of Captain Marvel power trait number six. So the last one for right now in this segment, we're going to be talking about uh, Captain Marvel's power trait number seven, which guys, we're going to go into this binary function again, guys, is the controlling of gravity. Okay. 
So we already talked about where it, when she transforms into binary, allowed her to power up all those kind of things that she can gain the abilities to, to their maximum, which basically makes her the perfect um, hero or I don't want to say perfect being because we already know the, the perfect being there. But um, um, also meant new abilities manifesting as her normal powers grew in strength. Okay, allowing the ability to generate and project energy, the binary transformation also allowed her the ability to control gravity, okay? As an overall ability, this may be an extension of Marvell's apparent power that we're always kind of going over to um, simulate te telekinesis by affecting the energy around an object, okay? Or an extension of her manipulation of a of um, all those cosmic energies here binary is supposed to be the, f the be the form of carol closest to the potential of her marvel generated powers okay so her energy manipulation was manifesting as its strongest level okay so i don't want to say i don't want to compare it to a like a uh gene gray dark phoenix or a phoenix kind of thing it's not like that because they're two different entities but um but in a way that's a very very close um very very close concept there between the two it's a very very thin line um and just in case if that makes you understand it a little bit more about Jean Grey and Phoenix so that's pretty much for the Captain Marvel power trait little segment there hopefully that gave you a little bit more education and as well also an excitement to see Captain Marvel and again like I said we're going to be going through a whole bunch of different series uh, of different content of Captain Marvel going her backstory different kind of storylines and as well as I'm working on right now the difference between the male Captain Marvel and the uh, female Captain Marvel. Okay. All right. We're going to go on to our next one uh, se segment. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to be bringing on the question that Jez brought us um, a, a listener to the podcast and we're going to be answering it. All right, let's go. So my question, um, Hey, this is Jez. My question is regarding the Avengers number 200 issue. Um, do you think that this they chose this version of the Captain Marvel character um, as opposed to all the other versions that have played Captain Marvel in the comics before? Do you think that Marvel is highlighting this version in the live action movies um, as further redemption for the Avengers number 200 comic book issue? All right, thank you so much, Jess, for sending that question in. And guys, you can send in all your comments and questions um, by heading on over to the Anchor app, favoriting my channel, Heart in the Paint Podcast, and just hit that callback button. So I am totally open for all your comments and all this. Um, so this is when we kind of get into the very sensitive subject here, guys. So if you are, um, I just have to put that out there. This is nothing really explicit, but we are going to deal with some sensitive issues. Um, so let's just kind of get into it. Um, a, a really good article by um, uh, Geek Insider, which I'm going to kind of kind of breeze through it here, um, talks about Avengers uh, issue number 200. Now, if you don't know, if you don't, um, or it's not a comic reader, you're not a comic reader, you don't really know what's all this, oh, I'm going to break it down. So this in this issue of Avengers number 200, Miss um, Marvel gets raped, okay? And just kind of get going through... Um, some of what uh, Geek Insider says that, you know, all through, although we may be told otherwise, there are still some major issues coming out of this, okay? There's major issues regarding equality between men and women in the Western world, okay? 
So it's, it's very male dominated, a dominated global mass media industry, okay? So the comic book industry in particular is under almost constant scrutiny for its lack of female artists, okay, and writers, as well as for the high number of um, underdeveloped, overly sexualized female comic book characters, okay? It has generated over the years, but nothing compared to Marvel's treatment of the female superhero Miss Marvel in the Avengers number 200, an issue that will be known as one of the most unintentional offensive comic books of all time, an issue that contains the rape of Miss Marvel. So, you know, she gets in this comic, she Miss Marvel's un unexpected uh, pregnancy, you know, and during the 1980s that Marvel um, kind of went through, you know, the writer of David, um, uh, uh, Mechalanaini, oh, man, I'm going to butcher that name. I'm so sorry for that. And the Marvel editor-in-chief of Jim Shooter, um, they were putting together this Marvel universe here. And, you know, just kind of getting into the comic here, you know, it, it, it was decided early on that, you know, Miss Marvel, who was at the time a fully-fledged member of the Avengers, um, under the direction, you know, of our of our uh, editor-in-chief here and, um, and uh, David, here, uh, you know, would become pregnant and have a baby. After, uh, after discarding a few ideas as to who the father of the baby would be and under what circumstances Miss Marvel would become pregnant, Shooter finally decided on a storyline which he considered worthy of Avengers number 200. Miss Marvel would be raped and Miss Marvel would like it. Um, this is, I mean, again, you know, when we get to kind of get into this territory, it's, it's just one of these things that has been done. Uh, back in uh, when this Marvel ha this this comic was released, you know, Avengers uh, number two hundred starts off with Miss Marvel mysteriously coming into the last phase of pregnancy after a mere three days. Okay, after being delivered by her fellow Avengers to Thor's uh, medically trained alter ego, Doctor Donald Blake, Miss Marvel immediately goes into labor and effortlessly gives birth to a baby boy. At this point, Miss Marvel is exhausted. Confused and distraught from her unexpected ordeal, exclaiming that she'd been used and that child wasn't my baby, asking to be left alone from her uh, bemused be, uh, be Avenger buddies. The child, however, grows at an extremely rapid rate and is soon a fully grown adult man who instantly falls in love with his own mother. It is at this point that Avengers number 200 goes from being slightly peculiar to down straight, I mean, just downright twisted, okay? So, the Avengers number 200, you know, story of manipulation, abduction, and incest, rape, you know, we can see the type of character that was already being written over Miss Marvel. So, to kind of answer your question, um, it, it's kind of twofold in a way. You know, uh, what this this issue happened, you know, and this was a time, you know, where um, if you kind of maybe y'all guys kind of correct me. I don't know where Stanley were was at this time. Uh, again, the editor in chief, it wasn't Stanley at the time, but all what he was fighting for what Stanley believed in would never have brought this to this place. To this print so there had been a loophole here but to answer your question i fully agree that M the mcu marvel studios is doing this it with this approach to redeem that you know 
because we, we you got to know if you're not a comic book reader, there's so many different versions, so many different sto- storylines, alternate storylines, and ones that they revamp the character over and over and over. You know, some that are all different Earths, some that are different universes and, you know, realities and all those kind of things. We have to be, um, we have to understand that. We have to know that. So to know that this had happened and, you know, that kind of went into just a rabbit trail that kind of just like went all the way down, um, making her seem, you know, it, it just... It seemed like Marvel proudly presented this interdimensional space rape, you know. But but at this time, there was a lot of weird stuff that was happening in Marvel. Okay, we got a, a lot of weird crap in in a way. So this was one of those hiccups that was like, okay, how did this get to this point, you know? And again, I to- I I really think that it with the editors in chief, David. John, all them, at the time, I, I I would love to believe it was very innocent, but I'm, you know, I can only, I can only just speculate and assume that, but um, I totally agree that with what they're doing here, and as well as all the constant story and series that Captain Marvel has come out with, even the latest one, you know, I believe it's the Life of Captain Marvel, which is is, is actually doing really really good on the boards. Is is to redeem what what this what this little hiccup of a series this little hiccup of an issue came out. So um, the totally answer again, Jez. That yes, uh, I think Marvel is doing moving on into that um, that male dominant role, which again it, it was not their goal to do that. But bringing in Captain Marvel, uh, Black Widow will have their will have her solo movie in the Phase Four. Uh, uh, we know all these. Uh, we have all these female actors uh, and heroes coming in. We see it in Black Panther. We're seeing a rise in that. And to me, at the end of the day, it's awesome. It's really awesome to just like the whole thing about yes, uh, when racism and equality, all these kind of things are still people butting heads around. Uh, what Stanley believed in ever since I was a kid, uh, believing that you know. Just all of us getting along and, and, and the power of love and all those things. And you would you you literally felt that in Stanley's comics. You felt that. But then you you always can feel in businesses and everywhere you go when the hands or when the main heads that have created it leave, you can feel that. With that being said, somebody asked me the other day and not to get off the point, but somebody asked me the other day that, you know, with Stanley's death, do you think Marvel will crash? I was like, are you serious? Stanley did such a, did such a, a phenomenal job, like that level five leadership, to raise up all these illustrators and writers, and just like Kevin Feige's doing with Marvel Studios, putting the right story, the right characters in those hands, and that is some type of leadership that we can't just overlook. We feel it, that's why we buy that's why we go and buy those tickets. That's why we don't don't pirate them. We go and see them because we still appreciate all the hard work and the cinematic cinematic adventures we film heads are. 
So I hope that um, really took care of that question. I really hope I answered it. Um, so really, really looking forward to that. Again, guys, if you, I mean, by chance, if you want, are a comic book reader and you want to just kind of dive into that issue, it's Avengers number 200. Pretty sure if you search it, um, Kindle, all those kind of things, uh, you can find it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy days to hear me rant as always, guys. Thank you so much for um, listening to Heart in the Paint. If you're new to this podcast and you enjoyed it, you have comments, you have feedback, all those kind of things, you can head on over to the Anchor app, hit that callback button, or you can head on over to our new YouTube channel that is basically just putting up these episodes, but we'll be doing some future just you you know tailored to YouTube videos as well. So just be on the lookout for that. Hit the subscribe button on all these podcast outlets. We are on 10 to 11 outlets right now, platforms. So super excited. We're um, growing. We're already going over 2.3, I think, subscribers, guys. Uh, 2.2 or something like that. But um, we thank you so much for all you guys' faithfulness, um, all your love, all your support. And speaking of support, guys, you can hit that donate button by just going over to anchor.fm slash hard in the paint podcast. Again, anchor.fm slash hard in the paint podcast. You can give your support by, you know, sending a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty, a hundred, all those kind of things. It all goes towards this channel, the growth and um, getting more better content for you guys going towards all the content that we have in development right now and this thing is growing big guys we're, we're really trying to make this into somewhat like of a network bring you guys different segments different kind of channels in a way within um, heart in the paint podcast and really excited for our for our stories our, our series that we're about to do um it's not just a regular seg- segment it's actually going to be an audio series okay a story an audio story series that we're going to do super super excited i cannot tell you how excited i am um, to get this started so that is in development it's going to be a little bit in early 2019 that we're going to be releasing the pilot so be on the lookout for that and some marketing in the next coming month or so all right guys so thank you so much for listening hard in the paint i'm justin stay awesome guys